Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. It is the granddaddy of them all, the world's largest thrill ride. It is That WrestleMania Podcast. Thanks for checking back in. You know, week one, we got a lot of views, a lot of comments, a lot of messages on social media. So thank you to everybody who checked into That Wrestling Podcast last week and this week for the big WrestleMania extravaganza. Don't forget subscribe to the podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud and uh if you watched the podcast on youtube make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel at that wrestle pod and as the title says this is our wrestlemania show and we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen this weekend in tampa if you're listening on friday um and then of course later the big main event uh five count favorite wrestlemanias the crew is all here but before we get to them, it is the thing we do every week. It is the curtain jerker known as, What Are You Wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love that song. The dress code for the podcast is simple. You have to wear a pro wrestling shirt. Uh, we'll start with Brian Christie. What shirt you have this week? I'm wearing <laughs> a shirt uh, in honor of a class of 2020 Hall of Fame inductee. Finally got to have their moment in the sun. Uh, the family, that is. of The late, great, the British Bulldog. And oh, nice. The, the cartoon uh, drawing with the... Davy Boy and the muscles and Matilda underneath. So, or is it Winston? Uh, it could be. That's true. There's no, there's no like name on the collar. So, uh, well, what's he going to do if the dog would get lost? Like, don't you need a dog collar with the name of your dog? I mean, I'm getting a dog later this year, but I need to know this stuff. So, there's no collar on that dog. So, we don't know who it is. I'll, I'll tell you about microchipping. That's a thing with the dogs too, but, uh, okay. That's for, um, that dog podcast that we'll do a spinoff, oh, spin-off. in a couple okay. of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Come, come the fall when I get my dog and I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's, let's do a dog cast. Um, that, that Westminster <laughs> Abbey, uh, whatever dog show podcast, or we could be preempted by that dog cast. <laughs> Followed by love. Femme Nikita. I always uh, hated that. I am so mad at that damn dog show. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I got the most bootleggy t-shirt I own. <laughs> Uh, normally I'm, I'm just, I, you gotta be licensed. It's gotta be official merch. I went with the mega powers explode WrestleMania five shirt, but I have no idea where I got it or if it's real or fake. I, I, it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of cringy, but I thought for the WrestleMania extravaganza, I had to go with, uh, this one, uh, Kevin, the King of sleeveless style. What do you got? I, uh, uh just went on a little, family spring break vacation to Clearwater Beach. And uh, when you go to Clearwater Beach, you have to stop at Hogan's Beach Shop. So I'm wearing the the tee or the, the sleeveless tank top Hogan's Beach Shop official tank. It's half uh, NWO Hogan, half uh, red and yellow. Uh, it's awesome. I, yeah, I picked up a shirt. I picked up that shirt at the Orlando Beach Store a couple years ago. But let's, uh, before we move on, Let's talk about what you think of Hogan Beach Store in Clearwater and Hogan's Hangout, the restaurant. It, it was really cool. So the first time I ever went there, you know, was when 
Brian got married uh, six years ago, Brian. Yeah, it's almost seven now. Yep. A long time ago. And, seven and this June. Yep. We always wanted to go back. So we've never gone on a spring break vacation. So we took our son, uh, my wife and I, we all went down there and walking right by it. My son, Brett, he points at the huge Hulk Hogan, you know, statue outside the, the shop. And he's like, looking at it, he's like, that Hulk, that Hulk, <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's, he's out there and he just got inducted uh, and, and with the NWO. So he was wearing an NWO t-shirt with the boa and we go in and, and it was packed every single time uh, in the shop where they had to only let a minimal amount of people go in. So it was, it was really good, uh, that they, they were enforcing the masks. Uh, but then one night, you know, uh, we went to Hogan's hangout, brand new establishment, just down the road, uh, maybe like a one minute walk from the Hogan's beach shop. Uh, some of the best wings I've ever had in my life, great beer specials. And I did take home this, uh, it was $30, a little pricey, uh, for this beer mug, but the handle is Hulk's muscle arm, uh, not to actual size, uh, and it fits 24 ounces of beer, and the logo is pretty sweet. So, how many course, ounces? 24. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how many ounces? Inch, 24 inch pipe. Very cool. And, uh, Joe, what's the shirt you got this week? Well, uh, Kevin's got the Hogan one. I'm going with the other uh, double inductee, the Outsiders, the Scott Hall, oh, yeah, okay. Kevin Nash, Outsiders, NWO shirt. So I went a little retro on that one. So, and Kevin, don't worry about like how much you spend on vacation. That's what vacations are for. Worry about that when you get back going like, why did I spend the money? But while you're down there, don't even worry about it. 30 bucks for a beer mug, I'll buy one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to Orlando in a couple of weeks, and I don't think they'll have because it's not a restaurant there. But maybe I'll buy a Hogan mug of some sort, you know, from the beach store there. Uh, don't forget on social media, use the hashtag TWP shirt. Uh, let us know what shirt you're wearing, because uh, there's a 97.7 percent chance that if you're listening to this podcast, you're wearing a pro wrestling T-shirt. Now, before we get to WrestleMania this weekend, let's uh Let's talk about Chris Jericho being on the Broken Skull Sessions Sunday night on Peacock after the second night of WrestleMania. Now, last Friday, uh, after uh, we released that wrestling podcast to the world, it was announced by Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated that the uh, Forbidden Door is now open, uh, kind of, AEW to WWE. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. How big of a deal is this? Uh, I think it's huge because... I'm a huge Jericho fan, and when he left, it was like, okay, he went to New Japan, but he was never going to compete against Vince. He always made that a point to say, but then AEW happens, and he goes there. It's his choice. That's cool, but I felt like it was going to be one of those, like, you know, burn your bridges. You'll come into a Hall of Fame when you're, like, 60, but seeing him go on there now, it means that, like, you know, the bridges weren't really burned, and it's uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm going to definitely be staying up and uh, watching it. I'm just waiting for the question of, uh, you know, going Austin going, so what'd you been up to the last couple of years since you stopped wrestling completely? <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. It's not my joke, but that's uh, when I read yeah. that, I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, Brian thoughts on this. Yeah. Jericho is the one guy that you can say, Oh, I think he could pull that off. And Joe cited the new Japan whenever he went over there, but he was still kind of under WWE contract and making appearances 
like he's the one guy and it's pretty cool reading that story uh, that you cited Jason about how it came together where I believe Jericho saw the Orton broken skull session and said like awesome job Steve and they kind of just in text conversation said let's let's see if we can put this together Vince gives it the okay. Mm-hmm. D- does he know what AEW is? We don't know. <laughs> we think so, but not so much, maybe. Um, is that so, a rock yeah. band? Is that yeah. a new rock band that he's in during quarantine? I'm, I'm signing Johnny Polo again. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, though. I, I'm very, I saw they did one clip already of rapid fire questions, and the only little nod that I remember catching of like an AEW reference. Cause that's going to be the big thing we're going to watch for was uh, Austin asked best tag team partners. And I think he said big show and Sammy Guevara. So already a little nod, like, okay, we're, we're, we're crossing the lids. We're breaking the forbidden door. Should be a lot of fun. I stayed away from those clips. Cause I want to be completely surprised uh, of how this all goes down on Sunday night. And Chris Jericho had uh what I'm calling the greatest promo of his career uh, this past Wednesday night on Dynamite when he ripped into the pinnacle. Uh, Kevin, I know you watched it. What did you think of it? Seven and a half minutes of Mike Gold. It, it yep. Literally uh, calling the pinnacle pineapple, just going into uh, uh, MJF saying, you know, his Burberry scarf. I did that five years ago. If you want to go back and, and write it down on a clipboard, I'll give you one. You can make a list. Like, <laughs> little references of, you know, how he did things first. MJF, you know, is, is not falling in, in Jericho's footsteps whatsoever. You know, they're, they're similar in certain ways. Uh, MJF's going to have an amazing fu- uh, future, but in AEW, that was the best on Mike Jericho I've seen. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Inner Circle just stood there, except for one time Jack Hager, uh, like patted him on the back. It was fantastic. Seven and a half minutes of nonstop Jericho jer- calling MJF, you know, his jerk off friend. And it was my jack off friend. I mean, it yeah. was now there was a few weird moments that I had to rewind it and watch it again because they were edits because of the delay. Uh, he obviously went a little when he was like, you know, with the back in black and are you cash or ax or are you ax or smash? Or are you Axel or slash like uh-huh. great, great lines. I read about it and uh, piggybacking off what Kevin says, some of those great lines and, and the two that stood out to me just from re- reading about it were calling uh, Tully Blanchard kind of like the third rate behind paul roma uh, yeah but that somewhere was but, great and and yeah. the sean spears line paul of, roma yes yeah and, and that and, the, the line for sean spears of the like you know last time i heard from you is when you gave me a call after uh, leaving the fed like yeah <laughs> like oh, um, that's good those those are one of those like you feel like the lines are blurred a little bit when you say that and of course it's all all part of the story but uh they made me uh, raise my eyebrows when I read that. And I look forward to seeing it. Uh, Joe, did you watch it? Yes, I watched it actually right before the show today because I knew you guys were going to want to talk yeah. about it. So I wanted it fresh in my mind. Okay, and the question much- is, the question is, is it better than The Man of a Thousand and Four Holds or uh, better than The Raw is Jericho when he interrupted The Rock? It's better than The Raw is Jericho when he interrupted The Rock. Because that was him introducing himself and he was playing the WCW hits. 
he did better afterwards. Yeah. I think like that one was good, but when you rewatch it, you're like, well, that's not Jericho. That's WCW Jericho. And he was trying too hard. Um, the man of a thousand and four holds is still the most entertaining. This one was the most real, but the one, the man of a thousand and four holds, it was just basically like, you know, arm bar, uh, Mexican cloverleaf or whatever it was that we all, we don't need to go through all of them. But I would say that one was the most entertaining. And this one is the, uh, this one's a more uh, real uh, Jericho the goat promo, if you want to call it that. That's not what I asked you. Is it better? (laughs) Oh, man, come on. Is it better than the man of a thousand and four holds? No. I was more entertained by that one. All right, Kevin. Is it better than the man of a thousand and four holds? Is it, is it? You're not going to. Is it a better promo than the man of a thousand and four holds? Jason asking the tough questions every night. <laughs> it's rapid fire on that wrestling podcast. Uh, comedic factor? No. I would say that man of a thousand and four holds was. It, made, it makes me laugh. I think given next month, I'll still laugh. I think in a month in the AEW promo, I think will be good, but I, the one is just classic. Well, you're both wrong. It is the greatest promo of all time. And and I tweeted about it and Chris Jericho retweeted it. And I have over 300 likes on my tweet right now. And that makes me the internet champion of the world. So um, real quick, just yes or no. Did anybody watch the Hall of Fame? Because I watched exactly zero seconds of it. Brian? I did. Let's sum up Ozzy's speech for you. Hey, thanks Go. so much. The crowd's the best. I appreciate you. Bye, Ozzy. Um, but Enjoy yeah, the pool. That, 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 <laughs> was, that was legit about it. But um, yeah, it was, it was kind of depressing, I thought, because mm-hmm. they did it in the Thunderdome. And so everybody who's being honored is giving these speeches to empty or an empty stadium where they're playing the the pre-recorded Thunderdome people going, you know, oh, and, like, no. and like the, the laugh track is going off when, you know, like different things are happening. So, um, so yeah, it, it was kind of a bummer. I bet, and I bet the inductees, I bet it'll come out because I know that since they were doing two classes, their speeches had to be cut pretty severely. And well, 2020 was filmed last week. So, and I don't know when 2021 was filmed. Yeah. But yeah. And and so I think the the only one who really got kind of a proper amount of time uh, was Kane, who was the headliner of 2021. Um, So I encourage you to watch that one, especially just the the pre-produced video package with him. It was set to uh, The Red by Chevelle, which was a very cool choice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, I wouldn't go out of your way to watch if you got some free time, check it out. Um, yeah, but it, it wasn't, I think uh, Kevin's asking me about how long it was. And I, I feel like between the two classes, it was three hours. So, you know, okay. you divided maybe an hour and a half for each one. So the, uh, the Hall of Fame IOJ, you've been in attendance for it and it can go on and oh. on. Hillbilly Jim just wrapped up. Mr. T just thanked his mom for Father's Day again. So <laughs> there's gotta be a line, but I, I think they need to find a happy medium between what happened this year and how it's been in the past. Yeah. I've been to two hall of fame ceremonies. I had free tickets to one and I, I and I paid for the other. 
I'll never go back again. Yeah. I'd rather go to an indie show that night. And it's a lesson learned. Um, but it does go on and on and on and on. And it's just not fun. Um, Kevin, obviously you didn't watch Joe. Yes or no? Did you watch? I watched uh, probably about three people because I completely forgot it was on. And I'm like, oh, it's on. So I turned on the Peacock and uh, I saw uh, Molly Holly's. Real quick summary of uh, what you thought. Um, kind of like Brian said, it was kind of sad to see it because there was no reaction. They played the videos, which were those were cool. I always love the WWE's uh, productions uh, skills, yeah. but this, I mean, I was expecting Bischoff to say more, but he didn't. So I don't really watch the Hall of Fame. I'll turn it on if it's on, and I did the other night and then i'm like okay i'm going to bed so i don't watch the hall of fame not really interested i'm glad that they're in it i appreciate what they did but i don't need to see them ramble on and that's all sports yeah i know uh i know i said that this was going to be the last thing before the mania talk but real quick we are recording this during night two of nxt stand and deliver we've all become uh fanboys of walter did everyone watch the walter <laughs> Ciampa match from night one yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Brian and I were uh, texting uh, back and forth through it when we were watching it live. Yeah, we and I, I was, stole his line. What was the line? I well, Brian. Uh, after it was done, Brian's response texting me was, "That was great," and my response was, "Blah, too many rest holds," because he said that after the uh, <laughs> AEW uh, Young Bucks versus Hangman and uh, o, uh, uh, Kenny. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I watched it a little late, and that and it was good. There was no text for spoilers and stuff. But um, has Champa always been that jacked, or is it because he wore trunks last night that made him look bigger? He's been jacked, but I wonder if it was the head shave because he'd had some like roughage there for a while. Right, Maybe that was I, it. Yeah, I wonder if that made the little bit of difference. But yeah, he looked incredible and. He, he stepped up, um, you know, the, that best story of like, yeah, you're not the Ciampa from 18. You know, it felt like he was delivering that performance. If you saw Walter's chest after the match, oh, it was oh. like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You stepped up. So really good. And what a story it told with, you know, the, the thing we love the most about Walter is the chop. And the fact that they were working the injury angle on the hand, like that's such a weapon for him and that he couldn't really do the chop with his dominant right hand. What a cool Now, the, the chop of the table, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was cut perfectly. <laughs> come on. Yeah. If you're going to do it, don't cut it. I mean, if you're gonna, even if you're going to pre-cut it, make it look real. Don't make it look like it's let's we'll cut this way and we'll cut this way and we'll cut this way. like no 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 uh kevin we'll let you have the last word on walter versus champa and then we'll get on to the wrestlemania talk no i th i thought it was uh a, a really good match uh when when walter's chest you know looks as beat up as his opponent's chest usually is after the match uh it, you know you got a, a pretty good slugfest but mentioning the table yeah the the big gap the pre broken table underneath you know where it says uh, uh nxt stand and deliver it was it was it was pretty bad but it pawns the question who can beat walter truly they're gonna have to have some shenanigans happen or someone's gonna have to go down to nxt from the main i don't know if someone's gonna go down to nxt from the main roster samoa joe 
Love that. Love that. Samoa Joe was on tonight's (laughs) pre-show. He was doing all the interviews. Now, I don't know if his ring career is over or what, but I would love to see Samoa Joe against Walter. What about Um, Charlotte? (laughs) She beat Asuka. She's not doing anything else right now. So, you know, posing in her underwear on Twitter. Um, Okay. (laughs) It is WrestleMania weekend. And this year, I don't know if you heard, it's too big for one night again. And uh, before we get into the matches, how do you think this crowd is going to look? You know, there were pods that were sold instead of like rows of seats. Um, You know, my big thing is, are the fans going to play along to the narrative that WWE wants to tell? Or are they going to be typical jerk off wrestling fans? trying to get themselves over, thinking they're a bigger part of the show than they are, and chant AEW and CM Punk and whatever chants they used to chant, but I don't remember because it's been over a year. Uh, Brian, you've been my biggest adversary on this, so we'll go to you. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I'm hoping that the very first chant of the night is, COVID sucks, COVID sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm rooting. I'm rooting for that one. Let's let's unify people. We can all agree about this. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic that maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I feel that with this mega event of WrestleMania and not having it last year with the crowd being so over a year that we've been able to do this, that I feel like people are going to embrace everybody. I the only guy that I can picture coming out that people are going to go. You know, this guy sucks, like the, the Rock said to uh, it was a Billy Gunn or Big Show or somebody, um, Baron Corbin. Like, he's going to get the heel heat no matter what because he's Baron Corbin. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 think, I think the card is pretty solid. There isn't a whole lot of stuff that I feel is, like, incredibly exciting but also really bad. I feel like it's all pretty solid that people are going to enjoy it. And I guess also – how long is the time? Because with it being two nights, if it is only like, let's say a three and a half hour show, I think a lot of times the crowd gets rowdy and does the chance at the beach balls when they're on hour seven, right? So we'll have to see how it plays out, but I'm optimistic. Now there's only seven matches on each night, so it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, Kevin, what do you think the crowd's going to be like? I I think they're going to, if there's any boring parts in the show i think that's what the shenanigans will happen they need to make it very entertaining you mentioned seven uh matches per night so if you go three hours you're gonna have some matches that are gonna be 15 minutes you're gonna have a match i guarantee maybe the the triple threat smackdown main event maybe 30 minutes but you're gonna have that bad bunny Miz match hopefully it'll be entertaining those are the type of matches where i think you know you could hear the if you do hear the AEW or the CM Punk or uh, you still got it, I don't even know who that would even come to, but uh, uh, I think they will at, at some point. But one thing that WWE has learned to do is pipe in different sounds so they could easily draft yeah, that maybe. immediately maybe, or yeah. bring cheering in when there's not really cheering. I'm hoping it looks cool though, because how many people are going to be there? 40,000? I have not heard an actual number. I've heard everywhere from 25 to like 50. And I'm like, you know, in, in Texas this week, the Texas Rangers had a full baseball stadium and it was like 45,000 people. And that's scary and stupid. And if you're listening to this from Texas and you went to that baseball game 
you're a fucking idiot. Uh, what, Joe, what do you but like us you on th- Facebook still? <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I think the crowd is going to try to hijack most of the show. They're not going to hijack the big matches, but they're going to hijack most of the show. And I think the first chant is going to be, we still got it. We still got it. So they're going to make it about themselves. Well, those people that do that are fucking idiots too. Yeah, so. but I think that's what they're going to do. They're they're going to they're going to take over the definitely the women's uh, tag, tag team, team turmoil match, uh, and night two the tag team match. Those two are pretty much DOA, and I don't. They're not going to touch the main events. At Who's all. to say they're, that? I mean, they're going to cheer Roman. No, but they're also going to be cheering. But they're also going to be cheering uh, Daniel Bryan too. That's and why that's he got put into the match. Like, how is the crowd going to react to these guys? And that's one I could see them liking all three guys. Oh, the odds just came in, and it's a thousand to one odds that we still got it. Will be the first jam. Well, I'm going to put draft- a doubt. That is not from DraftKings, though. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's, a- it's it's from the idiot DraftKings. So I'm going to put a. I got a dollar on it. Yep. <laughs> I think this WrestleMania has to deliver. It's the, you know, the first big event on Peacock, uh, the first event back with a crowd in a year. Um, What do you want to see? Do you want to see, you know, ridiculous spots? Do you want to see huge returns? Do you want to see fun celebrity interactions? I would like a surprise return. I saw, a tweet, and I can't remember who credit from. Let's say Sean Ross Sapa Fightful.com. I've been seeing a lot of his stuff lately. And it was like, this is the first WrestleMania since, and the arbitrary number I'm going to say is like 1988 that hasn't had one of like Undertaker, Austin, Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. So there's so many of these people that are out there that aren't involved right now that I think one or two of those, I think, you know, maybe Becky uh, could make a comeback. Maybe she comes out after the Oscar Rhea Ripley match and say, I'm back bitches. You know, I could see that maybe Ronda Rousey. So I think that would be my number one hope, but I definitely want a little of everything. WrestleMania is about celebrities. It's about those big moments. Give it, give it all to me. I'm hungry. Give it all to me. Joe. I want to see a WrestleMania moment uh, like no other. I want to see a huge return and I want it to be bigger than Ronda Rousey. I just don't know who it would be. Well, there's only one. And we know who it is, but I don't want to say it. And he's not coming back. The crowd's going to be chanting it anyway, according to us. If he comes back and the crowd chants, that still counts in my book, right? (laughs) That's not a a takeover. Uh, No, yeah, that that will count. uh, Kevin, any, any... Any uh, anything to contribute here? I'm losing my train of thought. I, I just want it to be fun. I just want it to be, you know, la- last year with the the two nights, it flowed very quick, right? Yes. Uh, that's that's what I want. I don't want to get to the point where I'm playing on my phone because I'm bored. Right. right. Well, I'm gonna be there with you, so I'll make sure I smack <laughs> my phone out. But I can, I can remember that first night. You know, I I, I remember. You know, being how's it going to play out in the empty performance center or wherever it was? And I remember by the time they got to like the, uh, who was it? It was like Elias versus and Corbin. Corbin match, and I was Oof. like, 
this sucks. I was so depressed. It was like such a bummer. And if it wasn't for the boneyard match later that night, I kind of like went, okay, I feel better now. Like that was pretty good. So I think the bar is pretty low from last year that they got some hopefully good stuff planned for us this weekend. And one thing I was thinking about this too at Peacock Network, I don't know their is it going to start right at eight and it's going to end right at 11 PM Eastern standard time. Cause I, I hate it where you see the main event and you're like, Ooh, it's uh 10 30. Ooh, it's going to be 30 minutes. But if it goes past, you know, I don't want to be like, okay, the ending's okay. coming in right now. So I'm hoping it, it leads to some surprises uh, at least on the timing. I don't necessarily know about Peacock if it has to end right. Right. Now. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't read anything about that. I would imagine it's just like the WWE Network. It's a streaming service. It's not TV. So I think we're good on that front. And for me, you know, the one, there's a couple things I want to see. The fact that Bailey is not on WrestleMania this year blows my mind. So I would like a special edition of Ding Dong Hello, maybe with Becky Lynch. I think that'd be a fun little segment. It would be Bailey and Becky, you know, talking. And then all of a sudden, ding dong, and bad reputation starts playing. Ronda Rousey comes out. Or have Becky come beat the shit out of Asuka after she defends the title against Rhea Ripley because Becky gave up the title to Asuka. And then the next night, Ronda shows up because her shoulders were never pinned two years ago by Becky. And that sets up something, maybe a, a storyline for, for uh, SummerSlam. I don't. Even, what's the first pay per view after Mania? Is that Money in the Bank? Like I, I think, I think the Rousey return is too big for Money in the Bank. There, there's always that that uh, great balls <laughs> of fire of of payback and backlash, and then you can always combine them to be paybacklash. There's no way yeah. out. Nothing. Huh. He said, is no way out still a thing? Bra- <laughs> bragging rights. Bragging rights. balls of fire. And then, right on Sunday. And, then, and then one other thing I, I want to see, I want to see Brock. You know, okay. a lot yep. of people think that, you know, there are built-in storylines with pretty much everybody. Uh, he comes back after Lashley and Drew. He's got issues with Drew from last year's Mania. Haven't seen him since. Everybody wants that Brock versus Lashley. I know I want to see that. Or maybe he comes back and uh, fucks shit up for the SmackDown title match. And then Heyman has Roman and Brock together in some capacity. Or maybe just babyface Brock. You know, boombox, Brock party. <laughs> That's the best. Sombrero. <laughs> you know, I don't know. A lot of things could happen. But it's, it's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it's Peacock. And it has to be big. I, so the quick Brock, Google search real quick. It looks like Money in the Bank is the next one in, in, uh, in May. Okay, so um, the storylines are plenty with that. All right. So for the Saturday WrestleMania, for their pre-show, there's no matches. Yeah. Because they want that first pop, that first entrance music for that crowd to be on camera. So what I want to do is who – is going to be the first music played. And what I want to do is I'm going to count to three and all of us say who they think it's going to be at the same time. Do you guys have your, your picks, Brian? I know you do. Uh, Kevin, do you have one? 
I have to uh, uh, do a quick look of what's on night one again. Okay, uh, Joe, <laughs> do you have Kevin chooses Omos. I got one. <laughs> yeah, what's I just up? think that, <laughs> you know, I think that that's a huge thing. And I'm not talking, you know, what I, okay, I know what I want. And that's what we're about to do. And then once we do that, I'm going to tell you what I think is actually going to happen, which is going to fuck everything up. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Shane you McMahon. Drew. Shane, Drew, Joe, who'd I you th- say? I said Hogan. Hogan, Kevin? Oh, I said host. New, yep. New day, okay. I'm so, changing my vote to Joe's with Hogan. He's the no, host. No, too that bad. Makes sense. Well, it makes that's sense. Gonna, that's, that's what I was just getting ready to say. If it is Hogan... That's going to fuck everything up that what they're looking for, because, yeah, real Americans going to get the pop. But I don't think that's what they want. I think they want like Drew would be okay. New Day would be outstanding. I think Shane McMahon, you know, even though he's the bad guy in this situation, here comes the money. Everybody pops. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who is the first uh, musical pop come Saturday night. But. Let's get into it, Brian. Uh, what match do you want to start with from Saturday night? Well, let's start with that one, Shane and Braun. This has been a few that I haven't been enamored with, but I think I, we can all agree it's stupid. Yeah. Shane would agree with you a hundred percent. But it is a cage match. Shane at WrestleMania always delivers whether lately it's been aj styles the miz uh so i think this has a lot of potential who has uh who has thoughts for this one i think it you know it's gonna be shane does something crazy yeah but he's not gonna win because he never wins in wrestlemania I think Braun is going to throw him through the cage and he's going to win a la Austin via St. Valentine's okay. Day Massacre. Like and he'll right. be saying how smart he is. All right, well, Kevin. The only, the only way I can see Shane winning is if they're both like, say, near the top of the cage and Braun throws him off onto the table and he rolls off to the ground or something. Mm-hmm. But in, in all, all realness, there's no way Shane will win that match. There's no way. Yeah, that'll, that'll work for that one. I, I think you guys are on point on that. How about the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca and Sasha? Go ahead. This Jay. has to be the main event of night one. Mm-hmm. This has to be the last match because it is going to be I, – I, I really feel like it could be the match of the weekend, uh, but I feel like it has to be the main event. Now, Sasha – has not had a lot of luck at WrestleMania. She's been in three ways and, you know, tag matches, you know, when she lost with Bailey against the Iconics a couple years ago, they lost the women's tag belts, you know, a couple years ago in Dallas, she was in that three-way with Becky and Charlotte lost because Ric Flair was grabbing her foot. Like Sasha doesn't have a lot of good luck at WrestleMania. Um, Bianca Belair has had the rocket strapped to her this year, but I think Sasha is going to retain. Kevin, do you think Kev? Yeah. I think I think Bianca will uh, become the new champion just for the fact where she, as you mentioned, she has a rocket pushed back to her, so that makes her the fast EST. Uh, and I think at the end of the night, she'll. Uh, and I know it's going to be sounding corny as heck, but she will be the B E S T 
she's just, it's going to be a very athletic. I think there's going to be some uh, awesome flips because Bianca Belair is, one, she looks good, right? Two, she can do anything in that ring that Sasha can and even better. So I, I look forward to seeing her have a good match with Sasha. Who's going to win? I, I think it's going to be her. I think it could go either way, though. When did Dave Meltzer join our staff? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, go ahead. Uh, I agree with you, Jason, that it has to be the last match, only because we know that night two, the last match, is going to be the triple threat. So I don't want to see the Universal and the WWE Championship at the end. And plus, Drew and Lashley, have their, it's not their WrestleMania moments. It's not their first time winning the championship. That's why I think this should be it, because there's more of a chance for us to see the dawning of a new era, the EST era of uh, the women's division, which it really needs, because the four horsewomen have been basically monopolizing it for years. So I think that I actually think that Bianca is going to win and she's going to get the fireworks at the end to close out night one. I can, I can see all of that, and, and in my logic when I said I think Drew is the first music that we hear, I think that's all the more reason to support that the ladies get the headlining spot at night one because they're going to get rid of that title match for uh, Drew and Bobby right from the get-go. So speaking of that one, Drew and Bobby, this is one that um, you know, was put together, and for me personally, another toss-up. I think that Lashley – has had so much momentum with the work that he's done lately with the Hurt Business. And Drew, he's carried the company since the pandemic, essentially. So I understand the logic of giving him his mania moment with the crowd. But again, Lashley, he's he's top of his game right now. He's better than he's ever been. Not really sure where to go on this one. Joe, you want to start off on your thoughts? I'm looking forward to this match. I think those two are just so good together, and they've both had such a great year. Uh, it doesn't matter who wins, the fans do. Yeah. Kev? I, I, you mentioned it. I think it could go either way. I think the one to lose the most, if he loses, is Lashley. I'm going to pull for Bobby to win. Uh, I just don't think Drew you know, needs the title to, to keep going strong, even though he has held – Monday Night Raw on his back for for a long time as champion or not, but it, it should be a good match. What you got, Jay? Um, I think realistically Drew's going to get it back because of the work he did this year and last year not having a crowd there to uh, take in that reaction. Now, um, that could also be a detriment that, okay, we're going to do this again but then you're going to sacrifice Bob Lashley. Like that shouldn't happen either. Um, if the hurt business hadn't broken up, I think it would have been a lock that Lashley was going to win somehow through nefarious means. But um, I do feel like this one's going to be a, a Drew McIntyre win. Um, and then who knows what happens with the rematch or if maybe, like I said earlier, Brock returns, who knows? Yep. Yep. So those are, I'd say, the main matches. The other ones we got for night one, New Day versus AJ and Omos. We've got Seth and Cesaro. And we have Bad Bunny Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Um, for me, of those ones, I think a potential show stealer is Seth and Cesaro. Um, I don't think Cesaro's had a singles mania match before. And Seth so far has been 
uh, nothing but generous as far as like taking the swing for 37 times and all of that. I think those two could really do a, a great, great job on Saturday. Any of those ones uh, catch your eyes, guys? Go ahead, Jay. I've been going round and round about this since they announced the match. And were you talking about Seth and Cesaro with the swing? Yeah, 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 around? that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as funny as if you have to explain it. Uh, yeah, well. I feel like that Seth Rollins is a, a fashion icon. I love the suits he's been wearing <laughs> yeah. since he, be, he came back from paternity leave. Um, I think this might be the year Cesaro gets it. You know, let him have that moment. Seth has had a million moments. Um, and then with Miz and Bad Bunny, you know, now it's a tag match. But, you know, if you're not in a title match, the celebrity match is what you want to be a part of. And, you know, from the reports that Bad Bunny is at the – he moved to Orlando, is at the Performance Center almost every day. You know, he did that SNL performance, was back in Orlando the next day. He did the Grammys, back in Orlando the next day in training. So while I'm not a fan of celebrity matches, and I'm, I wasn't thrilled with this storyline when it started in January – I think it's going to be a good one and it may not be the show stealer, but it's going to obviously get the most hype and, and national coverage worldwide coverage because of bad bunny. And then maybe the next night on raw, they'll announce he's the first inductee into the WWE hall of fame <laughs> next year in Dallas. All possible. Kev, any, any thoughts on those additional matches? I, I just feel that uh, anyone can chime in. Who's going to be better in the ring, bad bunny or almost bunny. I'm going bad bunny. bunny. I, I, the, the tag match with new day versus AJ and almost, I, I hope he comes in and, and does some pretty good stuff versus just let me put up my hand straight up in the sky to, for you not to reach like a true giant. I, I fear for that match. I'm hoping for the best on, on those other ones. Uh, I think bad bunny will be good. I think he will. Yeah. Right. Right. Final thoughts on, on night one. Uh, well, you forgot about which mostly everyone else did too the uh, women's tag team turmoil match, right, but right. no one's looking forward to that one. Sorry, that but I'm gonna have to say the one I'm looking forward to is I, I'm it's weird. I'm looking forward to actually New Dave and AJ versus almost. I want to see what he can do because Triple H has really been like you know high on him lately. He's been mm. saying, like, oh, he's put in the work. Oh, you'll be surprised. As long as he doesn't come out dressed as giant Gonzalez, I don't think he can really screw it up. I might like him more if he does. <laughs> yeah, really. Let's bring him back with some fur and strategically places on the Fake outfit. Muscles. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, fake muscles. We're, we don't we got to bring those back. All right. So again, WrestleMania is uh, too drunk for one night, too big for one <laughs> night. Uh, that's that's my personal WrestleMania. Um, so let's let's talk about the big matches for night two. The first one, maybe the longest feud going into WrestleMania, Fiend and Orton. I I really thought they were going to lead into a Firefly Funhouse match for this, but we haven't heard anything either way. At least I haven't seen anything. So maybe it's a straight match and they go how they go. Who would like to start off? Jay, go ahead. I, I think that it should have been a Firefly Funhouse match, but I don't know how you do that with 25,000 people in a stadium watching right. the screen. Um, you know, many years ago they had that match where they had maggots and pole, like shooting down on the mat. Um, I hope they don't do anything like that, but you know, I don't really mm. know what is going to happen. I, 
I don't even have a thought of what is going to happen because this thing has been so weird. You know, Alexa Bliss shooting fireballs out of her hands, you know, burnt fiend, which if you go to www.shop.com right now, you can buy the burnt fiend mask as well as the fiend mask. Uh, and as much as I love the merch mm-hmm. and spend money on dumb shit, I have not purchased that and I have no intention. So um, I don't know, man. Uh, Orton, fiend, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what this is going to be. Uh, I don't think I don't think it could yep. be a uh, Firefly Funhouse match for the simple fact that Bray Wyatt hasn't returned, and he's the one who runs the uh, Firefly Funhouse. Oh, okay. So that's okay. that's, that's why they can't have it that way because uh, the Fiend came back, but Bray Wyatt has been gone for like since December. So that's what that's where I'm at with it. And I know you were about to call Kevin, but I just had to like chime in on that one to mm-hmm. s- specify it. And that's all. I'm I'm just hoping it's not going to be a weird cluster like the wrestlemania match where they had the maggots on the ring i would say for the build up months and months and months and months and months building up to this match i would say it has to deliver i i don't even want to overthink it i don't want to say oh i hope it's one thing and then have it be another i just want to be entertained i want to go back and i want to watch 20 15 to 20 minutes of those guys probably with alexa you know interfering somehow uh, I want it to be fun, and, and it, it truly, with the buildup, it's owed to the fans to have it be something special, to be honest. It could be the most special thing of night, too. Uh, it should be. I'm looking forward to the Fiend's entrance. He hasn't had the big stadium entrance with all the amazing graphics that they can do and pyro and lasers. That's going to be special. And yeah, how long this has been going on, even just in the Fiend story, that this will be the first time to have the crowd react to how evil Alexa Bliss is. Like she's been doing this since like, I feel like summertime. So uh, that's another one. Just like, how's the crowd going to react? Are they just going to be like, all about well, she, it she's the real mvp of this yeah a hundred percent she had nothing like the nikki cross storyline before this was nothing like she's the mvp this yeah. is a hall of fame worthy character and i love it she's the she's the reason this has uh been going on the reason it continued and uh i hope it never ends yeah she's a good friend <laughs> she's a good friend so how about um raw women's championship Oscar and Rhea Ripley. Um, I think getting Rhea this spot right off the bat, that's how you, you really want to hope that these NXT talents that get called up, they get put into that spot. Um, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, Kevin, you want to start off with Oscar and Ripley thoughts? I, I think uh, uh, with Rhea losing to Charlotte, Rhea uh, and Oscar, they will have a really good match and it kind of feeds into the storyline doesn't matter who wins when Charlotte comes back from COVID it, it writes itself. It's either I was the rightful person who should have faced Oscar or, Oh, I beat you last year. Now I can have a match with Ripley. So I think it's going to be a beat em up match. And Oscar uh, is going to do her, her random shenanigans. Uh, but I think it's going to be very, very entertaining. And I think Rhea will definitely has to win. She can't show up night one challenge and lose. Got to make her look tough. Just Becky Lynch returns. Yep. There it is. There is that. <laughs> what do you think? Jeff? Oh, that, that is true. And then, uh, Ron, right? and then is, Ronda the is, next night. <laughs> this is a, this is a make good for last year. Yeah. That's why Rhea's yeah. in the match. This is a make good. She's going to have her uh, crowd 
but uh, I don't, I, I'm just not really that into the match. I mean, she just, she just came up, she was off TV for like a month and a half and she wasn't really doing much in NXT towards the end anyway. So it's like, why does she, how did she earn this, this spot? I don't like that Ripley wore white last year. Thought it was kind of against the character. Um, I don't think she wins. I think this is Oscar, And I really wish with that month that Ripley was off TV and they kept hyping her up that she was going to come back with a different gimmick like Brodus Clay and the Funkasaurus. Like, I really wanted some weird... <laughs> no one wanted that. No, I, I wanted it. I wanted I know, it in the worst way. Um, but she just doesn't do it for me. I really don't have a lot of interest in the match unless this leads to Becky returning, which then will lead to uh, Ronnie returning and then Charlotte <laughs> returning. And it's, it's going to be awesome. But this match... Not a whole lot going for me personally. Um, and that's Bro- another one that the feud, it, because it's been so short, not a lot there, not a lot of meat on the bone, as they say, but I think they could deliver a great match. Uh, so then your main event, we got Roman defending the championship against Edge and a newly inserted Daniel Bryan. Um, I, I'm 100% confident this is going to be a match that delivers. When you get a triple threat match, there's always some shenanigans because of the no DQ. Um not, not quite sure where this is going to go. I, I, I kind of feel like Roman should still hold on to it, but maybe they give Edge his moment. That's, that's kind of where my order falls, like Roman, then Edge, then Daniel Bryan, because Daniel, he doesn't need it. The, the fans are going to love him no matter what he does. Uh, Jay, why don't you start us off here on the main event thoughts? Am I the only one that has never been a Daniel Bryan fan? Yeah. So I'm still not. Um, I know he's at the end of the road and I know he's been doing a lot with creative and he's been the reason that like the Lucha house party and uh, Alberto Cal Rio and uh, Gulak were getting on TV. It was him. He wanted to work with these young guys. So I think he'll be better off, you know, in the office, you know, helping, you know, develop new stars. But that's saying if he wins the title, I mean, they're going to they're gonna make so much money on Daniel Bryan championship merch. Originally, I, I thought Edge was going to win before it became a triple threat. Now, I'm torn between Edge and Bryan, but the mm. biggest thing here is Roman's going to lose but not get pinned, which means yeah. he can still go on his reign of terror until he gets to his rematch and then regain the belt and then, uh, you know, mm hold the belt for two more years until WrestleMania is in LA and him and Dwayne can headline SoFi stadium. Kevin. I, I think it's going to be a great match. I'm going to keep it very short. Same with the buildup of fiend and Orton buildup with the edge, you know, winning the rumble, this comeback story again. It, I just hope it, it, it aligns like the, the uh, uh, Debray from a couple years ago. Uh, it, you know, his WrestleMania moment, I want to see Edge win that. But I do agree with you. I think it's going to be Roman's not going to be the one that's pinned. It's going to be uh, one on the other. But we're going to see a lot of spears. We're going to see a lot of yes. <laughs> yes we we're going to see a lot of yes chants. Uh, headbutts. The, the kicks, headbutts. Uh, it will be fun watching, you know, Daniel Bryan and Edge in, in a ring together with seeing Roman uh, 
I'll be I'll be happy whoever wins. To be honest, I'll I'll just root for a great match versus the outcome. Or usually I'll I will root for one person or another. But it should be it should be an entertaining match. What do you know, Joe? This is like the first Mania main event in a really long time where there's not like a clear favorite. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. It's uh, anyone can lay claim to winning that night, and it will be good. And any of them can be pinned to protect the other one. And even a loss doesn't hurt their legacies. This is a great story because of the background of all three of them having to come back from career threatening endings. Uh, It doesn't matter who wins for me. This is going to be the match of both nights or both of them. And I am just basically (laughs) looking forward to whatever the outcome is. I'm going to just enjoy it no matter what. I, I, I'm with you there, and I think looking at the undercard on night two, it seems stronger on paper at least. So you've got Riddle defending the U.S. title against Sheamus. You've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who Sami has just been incredible, and he's going to have Logan Paul there. So we'll see see how that comes into play. And Big E versus Apollo Crews. And uh, I texted In a Nigerian this- drum match. Yeah. Exactly. Goddamn Nigerian drum match. I cannot wait. I've always wanted to see one of these, and I'm so glad it's happening this year. Jay, you know, I, I texted you on this because Big E did an interview with Ariel Helwani. Yeah, that was the first too. question. To, did you see this? The, the first question to Biggie is, "What is a Nigerian drum match?" And then trying to do a little low voice, like Biggie, "Look, man, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, that uh, that will, that is going to be a fun match. I yeah, love I the new. So. I love the new Apollo. Me too. Um, yeah. I like serious Big E, but the match that's going to steal the night and maybe all weekend. I know I said one of the other ones is going to. Sammy and Kevin, that is going to be a badass match. I've watched all their Ring of Honor matches and all their indie matches, and the stuff those guys do is insane. So there is potential. Now, I know last year Kevin Owens said he wanted to jump off the pirate ship, and that didn't happen, and it's probably not going it, to it, – I doubt it's going to happen this year but because Shane's on the card, but who knows. Yeah. Uh, Owens and, and Zane, and I don't really know much about Logan Paul – is that the boxer or is that his brother? Well, they I both think they both do. Logan Paul was supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather last month, and that and it fell through. But uh, you know, Logan Paul, YouTuber, you know, whatever. But I don't think he's going to play that much of a factor. He'll probably turn on Sammy. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the Owens Sammy match. Yeah. Any any other undercard guys of, of those ones, Kevin? What do you think? Hoping that Riddle yeah. Sheamus isn't terrible. I'm sure it'll be good. I think it's going to be real good. I think so, too. Joe? Uh, Sheamus has been the MVP of 2021. he's been great. So if we're saying, like, for the full year, it's been Drew Lashley MVP. Uh, For 2021, it's been Sheamus. And that's really hard to say because he's been so bland forever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I think that's going to be a really good match. But like Jason said, the the match that's going to steal the night possibly the weekend is going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I know we've seen it a million times from the (laughs) Indies, from ring of honor, from when they both came up in NXT to WWE, when they were both on the main roster, we saw it so many times, but guess what? I've seen like Marvel movies so many times, it doesn't make them less awesome. So yeah, that's going to be the match of the weekend. 
And Sammy's so great in this conspiracy theory, paranoid <laughs> role. And Kevin is just such a great antagonist. So you know that one's going to be off the charts. So that is WrestleMania, guys. We, we all have, I think, pretty high hopes in theory. And we'll see if it delivers. And this is a, a, a thing we do off air every uh, year. The last couple of years we've been doing this WrestleMania pick'em game. And the winner gets three shirts of his choosing bought for him by the losers. And uh, I won the first year. Kevin won the second year. Brian's picked up a Royal Rumble win. I think I got a Royal Rumble win. And poor Joe. Oh, forever. Joe for O. o Goose for egg Joe. Joe. Yep. Uh. Um, but this year, um, we're going to do the pick'em game again. However, uh, we are not picking. <clears throat> our wives are picking. And none of our wives watch wrestling. So it should be an interesting thing. Now, that is not going to be filmed, not going to be recorded, and um, we'll give you the update of who won come Sunday night because after WrestleMania night two, we are going to record a audio-only wrap-up show of the weekend. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, make sure to subscribe to the podcast because um, – Brian and Joe gave up drinking for Lent. So this is their first go. Uh, Brian is going to Kevin's house. Yes. And um, yeah, it should be an interesting show Sunday night. So uh, yeah, we'll let you know who won and make sure to subscribe because, uh, you know, WrestleMania recap should be, or it's going to be a good weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it. <laughs> now to the main event. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. It's the weekly countdown. It's our five favorite things. It is the five count this week. Uh, since is, this is that WrestleMania podcast extravaganza, the biggest thrill ride in the world, the granddaddy of them all, the Super Bowl of podcasts. Uh, this week, it is the five count favorites of our WrestleManias. Now, me personally, my five favorites are ones that I have connections to. Because of that, I will start. Number five for me is WrestleMania 12, uh, March 31st, 1996, from the pond in Anaheim, California. And the reason this is a, a favorite of mine is this was the first pay-per-view I had to pay for myself. My mom said, if I want it, I had to pay for it. And so I did. Uh, another thing, too, I thought it was cool that I figured out how I could tape it on VCR so I did that, and I watched the shit out of it. But this pay-per-view had, was headlined by Sean and Brett, the Iron Man match. This is the first one, to my knowledge, uh, in WWE, and I had never even heard of an Iron Man, Iron Man match before. Uh, another fun one was the uh, Ultimate Warrior returning after four years to squash Triple H. Um, there was a Razor Ramon no-show, the debut of Mark Merrow and my favorite. The Hollywood backlot brawl match between Goldust and Roddy Piper with OJ Simpson chase scenes weaved in and out of the coverage. <laughs> uh, the match ended with them getting back to the pond, Piper stripping Goldust down. He was wearing women's lingerie. Apparently it was plus size women's lingerie, so it would fit him. So my number five tonight is WrestleMania 12. Number four is WrestleMania 23, 
April 1st, 2007, Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan. We all went. We all went to that. And uh, that was my first live WrestleMania. And of course, that was the Battle of the Billionaires. And it's funny to think, Bobby Lashley represented Donald Trump <laughs> against Umaga with Vince McMahon. Um, Amazing. Undertaker and Batista, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Mr. Anderson or uh, Ken Kennedy was his uh, – Mr. Kennedy was his name. Uh, he was the big winner. And that was the one where he did like the mic drop of Hornswoggle off the top of the ladder through another ladder, which is fucking crazy. Uh, Sean and John Cena for the heavyweight title. And they were tag champs at the time. So that was pretty cool. Kevin, I remember you hated John Cena. Hated you hated him. everything about him. So I was so pumped when he won the ECW originals versus the new breed from WWECW. And one of the highlights was of course, uh, Brian forgot to buy me a ticket when he bought for everybody else. So uh, that's another God story. You can. That's you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brian. That's a that's another story for another time. Yeah. So WrestleMania three, or my third um, number three for me on the five count is WrestleMania thirty one. Uh, March 29, 2015, Levi Stadium in San Francisco, California. I had just moved to California a couple months prior, and this was our first road trip. And uh, with West Coast manias, especially outdoors, it's 4 o'clock when they start. So the matches were in the daylight, in the sun, which ruined Bray and The Undertaker. Like, Bray had these cool scarecrows like walking him out but it was it was bright as day out uh an undertaker's entrance in the daylight just kind of hits different and it's not a good hit so uh other matches include sting versus triple h uh nwo versus dx happened um cena john cena and rusev rusev came out in a tank which was (laughs) awesome um intercontinental championship ladder match and that's where the one where uh at the top of the ladder, it was Daniel Bryan and I believe it was Dean Ambrose. They went on this headbutt binge for like 30 seconds and uh, Daniel Bryan ended up winning. And then um, the badass RKO Randy Orton did on Rollins. Rollins was going for the curb stomp uh, and Orton hit that RKO out of nowhere. And of course, the, I'll say it, the greatest WrestleMania moment in history, Seth Rollins cashing in the money in the bank during Roman and Brock Lesnar. That was such a hard-hitting match. And where my seats were, I was looking at the entranceway. And the music hit, and it, it was just fucking awesome. Kevin, I know you were there. I hope that makes your list uh, as well. But uh, WrestleMania 31 is my number three on this week's five count. Number two. Uh, WrestleMania 32, April 3rd, 2016, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas, where we will all be next year. Uh, Roadshow. We'll uh, get you the details when that happens, the live show. Uh, And it was cool being there amongst 100,000 people. Now, uh, the big matches was Shane versus The Undertaker in a Hell in the Cell with the stipulation that if Shane did not win, we will never see him again on WWE TV. <laughs> yeah, well. Later that next day. 
Exactly. Uh, Shane jumped off the top of the cage, uh, the cell. Um, it, it was in, and, and, and I was sitting on that side that year too. So I saw him go up and I saw him jump. And if you go to at the pod general on Twitter and Instagram, I'd post the video last week of that uh, insanity. Roman and Triple H closed the show. Uh, if you remember, uh, Triple H won the Royal Rumble that year and uh, became the heavyweight champ. And then there was that awful street match between Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. Brock did not want to be a part of it, Ambrose has said, and it went to shit. And um, this wasn't WrestleMania, but it was the NXT Dallas takeover. That was the first one I went to. And that was the one where Samoa Joe threw Finn Balor right into Stephanie and Linda McMahon's lap as they were sitting ringside with their granddaughters. Uh, and then that was the debut of Nakamura against Sami Zayn. So uh, number two for me this week is WrestleMania 32 in Texas. And my number one this week is the OG WrestleMania, March 31st, 1985, Madison Square Garden. And it had the greatest theme song that Brian just found out was the theme song to WrestleMania. What was it, Brian? My gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like you're telling me like the the sun is nighttime and, and darkness is the light. I I couldn't believe it, but she's an easy lover. She's got a hold on you. Believe it. I couldn't believe it. Phil Collins, easy lover, was hmm. the theme song for WWF WrestleMania 1. Brian did not know that. And uh, I believe recently you just sent a text. You're like, holy shit, how did I not know this? And uh, I think everybody thought the same. How did you not know this? For me, because it was the first one watching this show, I was like, this is crazy. All the big names on one show. And at the time, they were trying to get closed circuit TV working. And living in Pittsburgh at the time, um, for some reason, there were technical issues. So as a make good, WWF ran the first WrestleMania on TV and I got to watch it on TV. The matches, of course, Hogan and Mr. T against Piper and Orndorff. Hulk Hogan was just on Corey Graves podcast and he was talking about how Mr. T was so nervous. They thought he was going to leave and not show up for the main event. So I had to keep an eye on him all day, brother. Uh, go check out, uh, Corey Gray's podcast. It was a really great story. Big he John said, Stone. I got to go call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Big John stud against Andre the Giant in the $10,000 body slam match. Now, $10,000 was a lot of money in 1985. Um, that was a great one. And then what kind of scared me was King Kong Bundy. Him and Special <laughs> Delivery Jones. It ended in like 10 seconds. Uh, it was just crazy. And then, of course, Wendy Richter and Leilani Kai. Wendy Richter uh, accompanied to the ring by Cindy Lauper. And is it, who, how is she not in the Hall of Fame? The Bella Twins are in the Hall of Fame, but Cindy Lauper isn't? Get the fuck out of here. Ozzie and WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy took the spot. Um, WrestleMania 1 is my number one. So <clears throat> that is my five count. And uh, we'll, go to, we'll go to Joe. What is your five count for this week? All right. Uh, first of all, great list. Uh, Thank by you. By the way, you uh, you pretty much nailed a couple of them that almost made mine, especially WrestleMania 12. That doesn't get enough love. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't at all. Iron it's Man such a good match, but, but 
one thing that was forgotten too was Diesel versus Undertaker. That was like the Undertaker's like first really good WrestleMania well, match. Well, the reason I didn't bring that up is because all the other ones had ta- huge Taker matches, and while that was a fun match, it didn't. It wasn't one of the big ones. It was you know one of Diesel's last shows before right. he left, so he mailed it in. Um, so that's why I left that one off of of the matches from that main all right well i guess here is my five count sorry with number five uh i'm gonna have to go with the one that made your list it's the only wrestlemania i was at thanks for the tickets brian and it was wrestlemania 23 oh Uh, yeah because he bought you one but i've known him the longest and he forgot to buy me one whatever Thanks, Brian. I had a great time. And so did my brother, uh, because he ended up getting a ticket too, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you, Kevin, you remember wow. my brother? He still too, owes right? me 70 bucks. Where is he? <laughs> uh, well, he, he's in South Carolina. Good good luck finding that. Uh, anyway, it is uh, WrestleMania 23 for all the reasons, because it was the one I was at. Um, Taker and Batista was the match of the night, but Looking back, John Cena versus uh, Sean was a really good match, too. At the time, couldn't stand it because Sean lost. But Sean did so much to prove that Cena was more than just five moves. So WrestleMania 20 and the the iconic WrestleMania moment that is still shown is Jeff Hardy doing the swanton off the ladder onto Edge with Matt Hardy going, oh, so... Uh, that's my number five. Number four, WrestleMania 22 in Chicago. It was the last mania, which was not in a stadium. And we had Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, and Randy Orton triple threat match, which was good. A little short, not just because we won, but good. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon in the street fight when Shawn yeah. jumped off the ladder onto Vince. And then he's... Vince is flipping off Sean while Shane is helping him in the back and triple H and John Cena. And again, just like WrestleMania 23, triple H did so much to put Cena over and we just didn't appreciate what they were doing with that. But the match of the night edge versus Mick Foley in one of the greatest hardcore matches ever. And to do it at WrestleMania, the flaming table spot still gives me chills every time I see it. Number three, WrestleMania 30. The beginning alone before the any of the matches start gets on my top five. Hogan, Austin, Rock, all in the same ring. And that thing lasted for 20 minutes. And I'm like, it could have went longer. And I still it still would have been gold. But that was the infamous night. One, two, three. Brock beats Taker. And Brian was about to get married in two months. And what did he do? He's on the phone with his fiance at the time and during the match and Taker one, two, three loses. And he goes, Oh my God, Taker lost and hung up on her. Didn't even like, you know, finish the conversation. because <laughs> He was over my house at the time. He's like, I gotta go take her loss and click. But yeah, Daniel Bryan versus um, triple H in the first match. I thought the triple threat match was okay. I thought Triple H and Daniel Bryan was better. It told a better story, but yeah, that's definitely my number three. Number two, I'm guessing one and two is going to be a lot of people, but my number two is WrestleMania 19 in Seattle. You had another Vince McMahon 
hardcore match with Hulk Hogan. And when Piper came out to the crowd, I was so excited. I'm like, this is amazing. And he's like, you know, he belts both Hogan and McMahon because he didn't want to team with either of them. He had Sean in his first WrestleMania back from back injury and him and Jericho put on a clinic. I mean, Triple H versus Booker T, it is what it is. It wasn't a good match. And it was the last WrestleMania before the Boneyard match where we had Undertaker as the American Badass. And it was that tag match where Nathan Jones didn't show up till the end because they realized, oh, crap, he's not good. So, (laughs) But Brock with the botch shooting star and Kurt Angle putting on, like, basically showing how tough he was because he, he shouldn't have been wrestling that match, but he still finished the match. Amazing. And number one, WrestleMania 17. Rock versus Austin. Austin, the heel turn at the time was amazing. The trip, the TLC match, Edge spearing Jeff Hardy while he was hanging, amazing. And the thing that I love the most about it, and this is weird, uh, besides another Vince match, it seems like I really like Vince McMahon matches. Which is weird because nobody likes Vince McMahon I, but But it's like each one of these were all iconic ones. But I really like the gimmick Battle Royal. Having Bobby's oh, a brain <laughs> and Mean Gene come back and do commentary. Oh, my. That, that WrestleMania 17 is a perfect WrestleMania from beginning to end. There's nothing bad about it, in my opinion. All right, Kevin. Uh, we'll let you go next. Oh, you mentioned WrestleMania 17 as being your number one. I actually have it as my number five on my notes for the five count. Kevin's number five WrestleMania of all time. And it's backwards if you're watching the YouTube. Uh, But a lot of the similar things, Iron Sheik won that uh, gimmick battle royal. He's still uh, in other, the ring, by the way. It, he hasn't left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other, other notes that I made, I made full sheets, and I actually took things. The tagline for that WrestleMania was, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, 67,925 people. Uh, you mentioned that the spear off the ladder, that was one of my favorite moments ever, ever of, of pro wrestling, just because it involved uh, my man edge as well. Uh, Triple H got uh, defeated by the undertaker. First time of three times taker went nine and O uh, with that win. <clears throat> but the big thing that I loved about that event was, you know, when Vince came down, uh, during that main event, you thought he was going to, uh, turn on Austin, but he, you know, he gave that chair to Austin to turn on the rock, you know, cementing that, uh, kind of alignment with Austin and, in in McMahon. So number five, I chose WrestleMania 17. No one's picked this one. This was, uh, not really sentimental, but kind of, because this is when me and my buddies, started, you know, chipping in every single pay-per-view every single month. Uh, they were offered in WCW and WWF WrestleMania 14. Uh, and it was because of the buildup with Mike Tyson. Uh, the thing with WrestleMania 14, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a first course and then your main course. And then with the dessert, with that main event of Austin, you know, versus Shawn Michaels with DX, some of the matches leading up, uh, I wrote this down. You had LOD 2000 defeating the new Midnight 
Express uh, opening match. But then, you know, that main event, Rock was coming in his in his own. Uh, he defeated Ken Shamrock in a uh, non-disqualification match. Uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie defeating the uh, New Age Outlaws in that dumpster match. The stipulation was, you know, you have to throw the guys in the dumpster and first one to close that lid and just seeing Terry Funk do that. The dude is, the dude's out of his mind. Uh, he just watching an ECW and, and, and growing up, you know, in, in what he did with Chainsaw Charlie, that match uh, made both sides look incredible. Uh, and, you know, of course, The Undertaker beat Kane uh, to go 12-0. and 0. And as I mentioned, you know, Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels with Tyson, you know, Tyson aligning with DX. And then after, you know, him punching Shawn. Uh, and I think Shawn wrestled that match hurt uh, as well. Uh, so WrestleMania 14 hit my number four. Number three on my, on my five count. One year before. WrestleMania 16. It was uh, year what? two. <laughs> what? Did you say one year before? Uh, one year before, two oh, years no. later? <laughs> I had got some funky-ass math and parts <laughs> unknown, brother. <laughs> two, two years Is Scott Steiner your math teacher? There's a 99% probability. Two years after, sorry, I was thinking about WrestleMania 17 because it was both on your guys' top uh, uh, five counts. But this one spawned a video game. Oh, it wasn't? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin, thanks for listening to that wrestling podcast. What <laughs> mania are we on? I have no idea now. WrestleMania 17 was on Joe's and I's five count. Sorry. Mania uh, 17. No, you yeah. already did that one. Okay. Yeah. So WrestleMania uh, 16, uh, 16 in the year okay. 2000 tagline uh, was a McMahon in every corner. And uh, uh, I remember the the lead up to this, you know, it was Big Show, The Rock, Triple H, and Mick Foley in that in that main event. You know, it was the uh, Fatal Four Way uh, elimination, and in, in just the months leading up, like Triple H beat Big Show, Mick Foley got fired uh, last minute. You know, Linda McMahon reinstated Mick Foley. Vince McMahon aligned himself with The Rock. Shane aligned himself with The Big Show. Of course, uh, this is right when uh, uh, the storyline, uh, you know, of Steph and Triple H, you know, their their marriage. So just the lead up to that, I thought was was really exciting. Plus, uh, it had the Hardcore Championship title change ten times. We haven't seen that in a long time. The twenty four seven title of uh, uh, the amount of times, but. Other, other matches were uh, Chris Benoit going against uh, Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho. You know, Angle came in as double champ, left with no titles. Edge and Christian uh, defeating, you know, the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys in that triple ladder match earlier in the night as well. So my number three was WrestleMania 16. My number two. Five years later, WrestleMania 4 happened. <laughs> <laughs> Three years after WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 31. <laughs> uh, very similar to, to, uh, to what Jay said. Uh, it was I brought my wife uh, all the way across the country to California. At the time, we lived in uh, Kentucky, and we flew out to California just for WrestleMania. And I 
basically didn't even have to sell it. I was just like, Hey, you want to go to San Francisco? And she's like, yeah, for what? I'm like mania. And it, all she could say is I really want a gold dust mask, which I'm sure in a weeks down the road or months down the road, we'll talk about her love for, for gold dust and how she got that gold dust mask. But like, uh, everything about that trip was just, it was awesome. You know, late earlier in the day, we went to Alcatraz, you know, and then we get back Michigan state, uh, reached the final four. So I was on kind of an all time excitement, just, just having fun on vacation. And then, you know, it all brought together at WrestleMania 31, uh, every single thing that Jay mentioned, uh, I wrote on my notes. So all I can say is the crowd was hot. The, the weather wasn't bad uh, it, for, for early in the year. Um, it was a huge attendance. And, and all I can remember is it was people loved being there. We uh, uh, were kind of in the second level of Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Uh, we weren't close, but just the ambiance and, and the view of the, of the ring was, was great for everybody because uh, we thankfully didn't get uh, kind of positioned by one of those large pillars uh, to set up that huge, you know, the lighting system. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they, you were in like bleacher seats, weren't you? We were, we were, we were in bleacher seats that were kind of like at an angle. Right. Uh, and I wonder if those are there for every game or maybe they were just put in for WrestleMania. They were, they were fantastic. Like we, we sat with, they weren't hot in the, and we were kind of at a diagonal point where we could still see yeah. Huge long entrance, you know, when Seth cashed that in and he ran the entire time. I'm like, this dude's gonna be it's like a hundred yard dash by the end. But just that excitement to see that cash in was insane because I'm I'm a big Brock guy, love him or hate him. I like seeing Brock fight, and I was like, oh, is he gonna lose? Is he gonna win? Uh with Roman, you know, because we were all thinking probably, oh, Roman will probably win. And then Seth came, cashed in, and it was it was very, very exciting uh, to be there live. Haven't been there since, but I do look forward to meeting every all you guys up in Arlington next year for WrestleMania. My and our live show. And our live show. Details coming soon. My, rest, my top WrestleMania, and this is one that I love for multiple reasons, but it's one that I've probably seen the most of any mania uh, in tidbit. Taker did not compete at this mania, by the way. WrestleMania 10. I love the uh, ladder match between Razor and Sean. One of my favorite matches of all time. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. You know, big brother versus little brother. But it also had uh, the excitement of two championship matches. You know, it was the uh, double win for Luger and Bret Hart in the Royal Rumble. So they both competed at that mania. You know, earlier in the night, there was a coin flip. And uh, uh, the winner of the coin flip, there was a match that would take place. You know, Luger won. So that's when Bret had to fight Owen earlier. So Luger, you know, went against Yokozuna. Uh, Luger was getting frustrated. Uh, there were special guest referees in both matches. Mr. Perfect. Uh, was the ref in that match. And if you guys remember, Luger pushed him. Luger disqualified him. So Yokozuna won. So it was Yoko versus Brett later on in that evening. And Roddy Piper was the uh, uh, special guest referee later in the night. And you guys know I'm a huge Bret Hart guy. So, you know, Bret Hart and Yoko. Uh, Yoko went for that bonsai drop. Brett moved out of the way, rolled him up. Brett took the championship. 
And then it was just so many good guys, you know, celebrating in the ring at the end of the night. And all I can think of, because I'm a little brother to my big bro, right? Owen beat him earlier that night. And all you see is Owen not celebrating with his big bro, but at the end of the aisle, just staring into there, just like with resentment, just that, that entire uh, mania from, from start to finish was just, you know, exciting in uh, tidbit. Uh, if you guys are wondering, Earthquake beat Adam Bomb in 35 seconds. Uh, nice. Whippleman and Adam Bomb. Remember it always. Uh, in love Earthquake. But I, I just love that. Uh, it was, you know, multiple championship matches in one night. My guy uh, becoming the champion. Uh, I just love WrestleMania 10. Mostly because of the ladder match uh, above other things. But it was just a great WrestleMania. All right, I'm up now, huh? Right? Yep. Um, the thing with going last is <laughs> you got you got three people who have to say a lot of different things before it's your turn. So four of the five picks have been set. And by the way, Jay, I want to give you uh, a bonus point for your sell job on Mania 31. I was like, God damn, maybe I need to revise my list. <laughs> but um, that was great. But uh, I, I'm starting off with um, number five. Um, it is WrestleMania 14, which I believe uh, Kevin has said. Um, first Mania of the Attitude Era. A couple other quick ones. Um, Triple H versus Owen Hart was a lot of fun. China and Sergeant Slaughter were handcuffed together. That was a fun match. Um, Rock and Ken Shamrock that, that you mentioned. The best one with that is Shamrock wins. Rock taps out, but he won't let go of the ankle lock. He snaps. You know, he used to snap all the time. He suplexes like seven officials. <laughs> uh, they reverse the decision, so the Rock wins. The Rock is being carried out and wheeled out on a stretcher. So Shamrock runs out of the ring and dumps over the stretcher. It was like peak Ken Shamrock experience. So go, go back and watch that one if you haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, Kevin, you mentioned the dumpster match. That's great stuff. Taker and Kane, their first matchup. Kane, by the way, first time tombstoning Pete Rose. That's classic. <laughs> and, and people got to understand with that one is Mike Tyson now is nowhere near Mike Tyson in 1998. He was a mystique. I feel like this was after the Holy Field biting your ear, like he couldn't box. And he was just... He, he was box office, I guess you could say. Now, you know, they, they pop him on dynamite and he's punching and now he's done, right? But in that I, one... Well, and remember, it, he couldn't get the names right. He kept calling Austin, Cold Stone, Cold Stone, Cold Stone. Creamery. That was great. But yeah, so yeah, as you said, he... He uh, was a member of DX, but he turns on him. He, he uh, you know, ends up popped up, knocking out HBK. So great stuff. I love Mania 14. Uh, my number four is WrestleMania 17. Most of the things have been said about this. Love the gimmick battle royal. Shane versus Vince in the street fight is awesome. A uh, little shout out for the, the WCW guys in the box. Like that was such a cool time to be a fan. Like what is happening? Even though it was guys that... You know, you really didn't know too much. That wasn't Sting and Flair and Arn Anderson in the box, but nevertheless, um, yeah, great, great show, top to bottom. That that Taker Triple H match is so under the radar. Like when they had their feud later at Manias, they never brought up that seventeen match. Well, they 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 never said it was. This is the first time these two yeah. have ever met at WrestleMania when they actually met like ten years prior. 
Right. And it was such a good match. All their matches were good as it turns out, but um, like that one a lot. And of course, um, Austin and rock with the heel turn. It's, it's classic. My number three is WrestleMania 30. Joe, like you said, the intro um, Hogan, <laughs> welcome to the Silverdome brothers <laughs> going off about that. I'm sorry. It is the Superdome brothers. Um, JBL sums it up when that, when that segment is over, JBL, uh, of course, doing the announcing with uh, Cole and Lawler. He goes, my life is complete. It was so, it was perfection. Absolutely love it. How about Triple H's entrance that later kind of even became more epic because he had the slave girls of uh, Charlotte, Sasha, and Alexa Bliss. That was great. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple H, awesome. Underrated, Cena versus Bray Wyatt. I rewatched that match. And what's fun about that one is Bray is doing everything he can to get Cena to snap basically to stop being the good guy uh, example for everybody. And the crowd's into it. They're doing the whole world in his hands bit. It's really, really good. Cena wins. And in classic Cena moment, he wins. He immediately goes to the front row and hugs a kid in a Cena shirt for like a minute straight. Such a cool dynamic with that match. Um, and then Brock breaking the streak, uh, of course, like you said, Joe hung up on my fiance. I don't regret a thing. I do it again. It was I, the most shocking I... moment in wrestling history. It was absolutely phenomenal watching the crowd in that minute or two after of just, you know, there's, there's the legendary guy with just the eyes, right? Hey, uh, mm-hmm. real quick. I want to, I want to jump in real quick with a question. I forgot to do this when it was mentioned earlier. Was Brock the right guy to end the streak? No. No? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Kevin? I don't know who it would have been. I think so, just because he has uh, legitimate fighting. Yeah. That was yeah. my thing. I was a, I'm a big believer that Brock was the right one because he's a legit badass, a legit fighter that, you know, while it is sports entertainment – yeah. Who's to say Brock's like, fuck this. I'm doing what I want to do. I think Brock was the right choice. Sorry to interrupt back to your regularly nope. scheduled five count. Totally fine. <laughs> and, and so much props to Paul Heyman in the moments after he in the corner with his hands going, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then running over to Brock going just repeatedly, you did it. You did it. You, it was, he sums up the moment so perfect. And that's why he's, he's incredible. Um, also just a couple other things on that card, the shield beat the new H outlaws and Kane. It's not some, some classic match, but it was just like, that's the right decision. The shields were the up and coming guys. And they ended these classic attitude era guys of the new age outlaws and Kane. So I, I have a, a special appreciation for that. And this is also the first Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. This is when it actually meant something. And we were kind of like, Hey, what this is going to be. And there's great, uh, like Kofi has a moment in there. Um, Cesaro wins it by slamming the big show out of the ring. And so and like, that felt like a moment, like this is really cool. And, and now it's just a way to get not it. A moment. It's not even on mania this year. It's on SmackDown. Um, and so, yeah. And uh, love the Daniel Bryan triple threat with Orton and Batista. Um, a great moment too. You, you see in the crowd, uh, Connor, the, the little boy with the cancer for the Connor's cure that came of it. So like that tugs at your heartstrings seeing that. And also 
the ultimate warrior was in the hall of fame and he died like two days later. It's like, Oh my God. Like that's how special mania 30 is. It really truly is my number one, but it's not for this instance because my top two are the two manias that I've attended. Number two is mania 26. The one that none of you guys mentioned because it's good. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not that great either, but because I attended it just being there it has to get a little bit of a higher recognition. You've got Bret Hart versus Vince, a five-star classic in any building in America. I'm just kidding. People know it was a bad I just wa- I just watched that last week. Oh, are you I, okay? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you got the Visine in your eyes? Yeah, it, it's not a great match, but it was a fun spectacle of just Bret being back after everything with the screw drop. Um, Jericho versus Edge. Yeah, in Phoenix, uh, Kev or whoever said that in chat. Um, Jericho versus Edge for the title was very good. Cena versus Batista, very good. And in what was the last match of Shawn Michaels' career, him and The Undertaker uh, to close out the show. And what was the last match of Shawn Michaels' career? The very last match. I was there, and he never wrestled ever again. The end. Crazy. He never did it. He never wrestled again. It's the most insane thing ever. Yep. That's so cool. (laughs) My number one is Mania 23. First Mania I attended. I tried to screw Jay over and not get him a ticket, but he got it somehow. (laughs) The Detroit Um, screw job. (laughs) We'll remember it always. Um, Batista versus Taker is is a great, great match. And and I'm on the DVD and the celebration. There was somebody with like a – what was Taker – uh what 17 and 0 i don't remember now but it was 13 and 0 or 13 and 0 but yeah Kevin, you, can, you do the math you can see me i can bet you can see you guys <laughs> it's, it's my wrestlemania moment um joe you said it hbk versus is very underrated that doesn't make people's top 10 mania list but it could be certainly under consideration and you guys mentioned i, I know you did uh, Jay with Money in the Bank, great lineup, and yeah, Kennedy <laughs> doing the off the ladder to Hornswoggle, it was absolutely incredible. I love that. Um, so um, yeah, a- again, I it personally I, I rewatched like Mania thirty over twenty six or twenty three, but being there, there was nothing like it. You know, you you left exhausted, your throat was hoarse, you drank seven beers, um, you finally got to go to see WrestleMania, which in my case, uh, the first one I'd seen was WrestleMania two. So that sums up my top five. That's a great five count. Fun fact about WrestleMania 23. When it was over, I had to drive from Detroit to Lansing to do the overnight shift. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So that is a fun fact. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. WrestleMania, it's a a good time to be a fan. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed tonight's five count. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5Count. We have talked a lot about WrestleMania, but I mean, it's the biggest week of the year. It's the granddaddy of them all, the Super Bowl, the greatest thrill ride, whatever other WrestleMania taglines we're trying to attach to this podcast. But we have talked a lot about it, but let's hear what you're talking about on social media at that wrestle pod. Yeah, we had a couple of responses. Thanks for chiming in. Uh, Craig Aarons, he says he... Uh, we, we asked about thoughts about WrestleMania this year and what are they feeling? What are they excited for? And he said he's uh, it's hard to describe how much he's missed the crowd reaction. So he's very much looking forward to this. Um, he's most excited for Shane O'Mac. He thinks he's going to steal the show. I think that's certainly possible. Thanks, um, Craig. 
And then, yeah. And then uh, Scott Martin, he said he's, he's about at a three. I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to go at three out of 10. Well, so not too excited. He goes, I haven't really followed the build the way I normally do. It's been weird. Um, too soon for me personally, I, but I do think the crowd's going to be pretty amped up seeing live wrestling again. It's going to be hot. That's going to help the show exceed expectations. Um, he thinks Seth versus Cesaro and KO versus Sammy steal their respective nights. And he's also pumped up about the SmackDown triple threat for the championship. Thanks, Steve. That's Scott, but oh, Steve, Scott. Steve can chime in too. That's all good. Same thing. Same thing. So <laughs> yeah, same thing. Make sure to follow the show at that WrestlePod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to get the video version and some bonus content that we are starting to film. Uh, things involving intros, things involving beers, things involving merchandise. Uh, go to YouTube, search that wrestling podcast and give us a subscribe. Thanks, uh, Kevin, Brian, Joe. Whatamaneuver.net is our web store. You can pick up a That Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. I want to thank We Are Wasted for the entrance music. Thanks to Dangerous Darren for the VO. And hey, remember, wrestling is supposed to be fun. So enjoy WrestleMania, and we will talk to you next week because we are out of time. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!